Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not the Mouse, the podcast all about animated movies not made by Disney. I'm your host, Octaviano Macias, and today, well, we continue Spongebob Moth, this time focusing on the TV movie Atlantis Square Pantis. Now, this is widely known as one of the worst things that Spongebob's ever done. From some fans, I've heard that it's the worst Spongebob episode, because it's, it's kind of weird. It's technically an episode but it was treated as a movie upon release and yeah nick had apparently told him to stretch out an 11 minute episode pretty much your average uh spongebob episode into a full uh 40 minute thing granted it runs a little less than 40 minutes because you have a whole subplot with patchy as many of the specials did but that's the general idea it was just a regular episode stretched out and you can tell. Yeah, I'm not gonna even try to hide it. This is bad. This is, of the movies, or anything that I've talked about on here, this is easily the worst. Easily worse than, yes, the Emoji movie. Because, well, yes, the Emoji movie was a bad movie. You could see where, like, okay, they had some ideas, just that, yes, it was rushed out. So, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, it, it is trying to tell a decent enough story it's just not a very well written one whether it's because it was rushed or because it was never going to work i don't know but you know it it, it is trying this doesn't have that this is very much uh we're doing a spongebob thing because we gotta cash in on this at least from my understanding i couldn't really find much information on it uh when i tried checking it up again but i remember years ago looking this up where i had seen that apparently part of why this even exists is because it was forced out because if you remember nickelodeon granted maybe they still do this i don't really watch nickelodeon anymore but nickelodeon used to uh often do tv movies for their shows as a way to you know get ratings because it would be like hey look we got this movie from this show this weekend whatnot spongebob was one of the few that didn't really get a whole lot and that's largely because uh the creator of the show steven hellenberg would often push back against those ideas because you know he just didn't like it and of course with spongebob being the most popular show on the network it was very easy for him to you know throw that weight around again i don't know if that's entirely accurate this is just something i read years ago it wasn't even mentioned when i looked it up um recently so maybe it wasn't or maybe that information's been erased i don't know the internet's weird like that sometimes you'll find something and just like okay so that makes sense and then i don't know where it's just gone but whatever point is that regardless of whether or not that's true what is very much true is that this was pretty much forced out because if there is a consistent thing from when I initially searched it up to searching it up for this episode, is that, yes, they took a a short episode, stretched it out, put it out as a movie, and it's awful. It's, yeah, there's no way to get around it. It's not a funny episode. It it doesn't have any clever writing. It it very much feels like you just stretched out an idea from an episode that was probably not even going to be good to begin with, but it would have at least been like, okay, that was fine. Two, of not really movie length, but at least, you know, a 40-minute thing, which, you know, TV movie, yeah, it's just, you know... Like, I have my issues with the first Spongebob movie, even after rewatching it, and acknowledging it's better on rewatch than it was uh, when I first saw it. This makes me appreciate that even more, because it really does feel like, yeah, it really does feel like, yeah, anything creative about the movie is nowhere to be found here. And granted, that's fine. I mean, you know, of course, a theatrical movie is a theatrical movie. This is a TV one. But 
he doesn't even have the cleverness of the show. Uh, it's just baffling how they thought this was a good idea. And I don't really blame the people working on this show for it because it's like, well, you were kind of forced into doing this. But yeah, it, it really is something where it's like, you can see this is not a fun time. You know, a lot of the writing is just bland. It, it's like, yeah, you got the stupid stuff that you normally associate with SpongeBob, like the absurd, you know, kind of humor, but it is so weak that it just feels like it's an amateur product because you got like the whole storyline, you know, for those of you who've never heard of Atlantis Square Pantis, uh, it's basically like, okay, SpongeBob and Patrick are, you know, out having their fun. They find this, this piece of like, um, like it's a golden coin, a large golden coin that says Antis. Patrick's like, oh, it's probably from your ancestors because it's, you know, Antis Square Pantis. So clearly it's yours. They go to a museum to figure it out, and that's where pretty much you got the supporting characters, Mr. Krabs, Sandy, and Squidward coming in, which that in itself feels very rushed and, you know, lazy, but whatever. They take take it to the museum. Squidward basically says, like, no, it's the Atlantis thing. Um, They find that there's another piece right there, so, you know, connects it. It brings in this van that will take them to Atlantis. And pretty much each of the characters have their own reason why they want to go. You have Squidward, who's like, okay, I like the art aspect of of, um, Atlantis. Mr. Krabs wants the wealth. Sandy wants the science, um, the scientific knowledge. Well, SpongeBob and Patrick see that there's a bubble that's known as, like, the world's oldest bubble or whatever. And they go along for the ride. And then the movie... I mean, maybe I missed it. I kind of doubt it, but uh, there's really no explanation as to how Plankton goes in there. But then again, Mr. Krabs, Sandy, and Squidward being all at the museum at the, at that moment was already kind of lazy. Like Squidward, you know, you kind of understand because he's always, always been the artsy character and that's how he's presented as here. But the other two, it's like, yeah, they were just happened to be there. I don't know. It's just coincidental. But yeah, Plankton is also in there because he snuck in and it's supposed to be like a surprise, but eh, whatever. Um, and he, his interest in Atlantis is the weaponry. So they go to Atlantis. They meet up with this character called Lord Royal Highness, who is pretty much, um, voiced by David Bowie, and I feel sad for Bowie because it's like, you know, you deserve so much better than this episode. Because apparently, you know, Bowie being there wasn't just like, oh, we just got him because, you know, we could pay him. It was also Bowie interested in being in a Spongebob thing because he was like, hey, look, you know, I'm a fan of it. You know, I have kids who are, you know, fans of it. I I enjoy watching it. You know, it's fun, which, again, reminds you that Spongebob is a very well-beloved show. It's not just something that, you know, kids like that you know, eventually adults got into, like, no, even older adults who weren't really, you know, kids for it are, you know, fans of the show. But yeah, he appears, it's a great design and a great, you know, voice for him. It's basically like, it almost looks like a yellow submarine character, like the the blue meanie. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of a neat reference, but yeah, they do nothing interesting with it because from there on out, it's just basically like, okay, Lord Royal, Royal Highness, the David Bowie character is just taking the characters around the tour in Atlantis. And it's kind of like, um, if you've ever seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, it's kind of like that where it's just, hey, let's, you know, go into this one spot. You know, this character gets, you know, left behind on there. But uh, unlike in Willy Wonka, it's not because they do something bad. It's just because they get so interested in that one thing that they stay behind to be right there. They go on. Eventually, SpongeBob and Patrick screw things up. Plankton almost destroys Atlantis, but 
that's quickly resolved. Uh, everyone leaves. The end. That that's the entire special. I mean, there's of course the whole patchy subplot, which I'll say you know just to get that out of the way since it's you know very small and doesn't have much to do with it. It's cute. I mean, if you've ever seen any of the patchy stuff in the show, it's always cute stuff where it's like it's very low budget, but it's kind of charming because you got Tom Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob, in the role of Patchy, and he's just kind of going all in on it, even though, you know, you can tell that it's very cheap. So it's cute in that regard, and this one's no different. It's pretty much just like, oh, Patrick's trying to get home to watch the new Spongebob thing, but then he finds out that Encino's gone because he lives in Encino, and he's pretty much wandering the desert and freaking out. Eventually he hallucinates his own Spongebob, and then Encino's back. I mean, it's very short. It's cute. It's nothing that necessary to watch but you know it's it's there so why not especially because it's among the few laughs that you'll even be getting throughout this entire thing because yeah like i said before Atlantis square pants is not a very clever episode it is very poorly written part of how they pad this thing out is by having musical numbers and it's weird because aside from you know none of it being particularly funny or catchy you can tell that this could have gone for anything because it's like you have like okay like every time a character stops into a specific area they have their own song like plankton has a song for the weaponry uh squidward has a song about art um uh, mr krabs has a song about money and sandy is the one that actually gets screwed over the most here because sandy has a song like okay so her thing is that she gets um into like the science area which they have like this uh, machine that basically can shrink you down to fight like germs like it's a way to solve like you know various illnesses and how they depict that is by having them turn into like you know little eight-bit characters though it's very badly animated on top of that um because it's like okay look i get that it's they're supposed to be eight-bit you know video game characters in this scene but you didn't even capture that well, which is weird because that shouldn't be that hard to do because the characters are constantly like bouncing around in weird ways. It's hard to understand what they're even doing um, when they're talking. Again, you can't even tell that they're talking outside of, you know, of course, hearing their voices. But animation wise, it's like, wait, they're supposed to be talking? Like, I, I get it. It's supposed to be like old tech. But at the same time, uh, we've seen a bunch of old um, cartoons, uh, I mean, old 8-bit stuff that, you know, they can do that without losing that feel of it being a, a bit. Like, whether or not you enjoy their stuff, there's that um channel um on YouTube, um Dorkly, where they do little 8-bit animations, and, you know, they look fine. I mean, even, you know, Disney eventually did this with, like, Wreck-It Ralph, and yeah, granted, that's a theatrical movie, but at the same time, I don't think that should affect the way an 8-bit scene is animated, and yeah, this is just a horrible scene. I mean, that's all bad enough, but the fact that the musical number that Sandy gets is in here, and it's just her talking about how she's going to save her friends from, like, the germs and whatnot, it's like, okay, but you're not even getting a song about your interests. It's more or less just what you're doing, and at that, that point, it's just, I don't know, that's bad. And of course, it's even more disappointing when you realize that David Bowie, the guy who does sing, doesn't get a musical number, so it's like, you know, how do you botch that? I mean, it, it'd be like getting, um, doing a musical featuring any one of the remaining Beatles and not getting them to do a song. It's like, why would you do that? That's disappointing. Just very dull. I mean, even how this thing, whole thing is solved. Because basically, Patrick and SpongeBob screw things up because they're like, okay, we're going to see the, the oldest bubble. They see it. Patrick takes a picture of it, pops the bubble on accident because I guess the Flash pops it. So they're freaking out because they're like, oh, what are we going to do? We're going to, you know, we're going to invite the Raph of, you know, 
Atlantis and whatnot. Lord Royal Highness uh, reveals like, oh no, it's okay. That's just a tourist bubble. We don't actually put the real thing out there because of you know this kind of you know occurrence. And then pulls out the actual old bubble. Patrick takes a picture of it, which you know pops it in. That's kind of a funny joke, but it's not that funny. It's just like, oh, okay, that's kind of amusing. It's I don't know. It's that's the kind of thing that you've seen before where a character makes a mistake after they've been told that, oh, it's there in the clear. And then Plankton comes in and pretty much tries attacking them, but it's revealed like, oh, you remember that whole joke early on about how they could only make things into ice cream? It turns out that their weaponry is apparently like that. It's just full of ice cream, but it's okay because it turns out that the Atlanteans like uh, Plankton, so they're like, okay, you know, even though you destroyed our bubble, we'll forgive you if you let us keep this little thing as our new big draw for for audiences whatever again it, it's just very rushed and not very well done it's like you know yeah there was stupid stuff in the in the movie too but you know how how clever was it just to be like okay we're gonna solve this problem by having spongebob seeing a rock version of goofy goober does it make sense no but you know whatever you're already here we're already an hour and a half in we're gonna fucking you know do this song and this is just like oh ice cream I don't know, it's not a very well well done joke. And, and that goes throughout the entire thing. It's just the laziest possible answers. Now that, you know, we solved that mess, let's go home. And, you know, the Atlanteans are like, oh, get rid of the the, the coin that, you know, brought him here because we don't want to deal with any other people like that if, if they're going to ruin our stuff. I was like, eh, okay, you know, that's fine, I guess. Actually, this is the one moment where it does get a little clever, where, where the movie ends with them going back home. And SpongeBob is, you know, singing happily because he's like, okay, you know, we had our fun, but we're going back home. Um, So it's like, you know, like a typical happy ending kind of song. But then you realize that everyone else, you know, Patrick, Squidward, Sandy, and um, Mr. Krabs are all disappointed at that and are voicing their disappointment as SpongeBob is singing this. And I'm like, okay, that was actually kind of funny as a way to close things off but yeah it's not enough to save it and yeah think about them singing it that that reminds me that um yeah there's the whole joke early on that like oh the band only works on uh, on a special kind of fuel song so they have like this musical number about what they want so they can you know fly over to Atlantis and I'm like I mean again this is kind of trying to be like absurd like in the movie where like you know oh singing is what saves the day only difference is that this one feels like okay it just feels like this is a writer attempting to be clever but not really because they just pulled this out of their ass at the last minute like oh how do we make fuel fun for this let's make him sing and that you know gives them an excuse to have another song in there and I don't know it's not it's not good. It, it's really, it's, like I said before, the worst thing I've reviewed um, for this show. Because it just doesn't get the clever humor that makes this character and this show well-beloved. That it was forced upon the staff by Nickelodeon makes sense. Because it really doesn't feel like it should have been that long. And even if it was as long as it originally intended, I don't know if it just would have actually even worked. It honestly... Is just a very disappointing and bad idea for an episode. It's not fun. It's not great. It's just kind of there. SpongeBob and friends find the key or you know coin to Atlantis. They go to Atlantis. They see some things. They make some jokes. The end. Well, they go back home and then the end. But it's like like you know you have Mr. Krabs, of course. Being the greedy one, and it's like, okay, we might do something clever here, but 
It's just him going after the money um, the way he normally does. Only it's a lot of it. So, you know, of course, there's the song and the song is pretty much just, I wish I had more pockets. Like, you, you could have put more interactions with them to, to do the stuff. Like, how great would it have been if, like, you know, Mr. Krabs had to, like, fight some Atlantean, you know, monster like a dragon or something to get the money? Or, um, like, in the case of Squidward, since he was doing the whole art thing, like, we could have explored more on him doing the art thing. Like, you know, whether it was, you know, people liking his art or people hating his art. Um, maybe we could have seen him play with his, his um, clarinet and... I don't know, you could have done more with it, but they don't, and honestly, I don't care. Like, by the by the end of this, I was just like, this is such a boring movie, it's, I could tell that it's a TV movie, that's definitely for sure, and yeah, it's just nothing special. Animation-wise, it's about on par as what it was at the time for for TV animation, so it's not like it's anything bad, but it's nothing spectacular, of course, in comparison to theatrical features. The only part that really looks awful is just that whole 8-bit section, and not because it's 8-bit, but because they they don't even recreate the whole 8-bit look all that well, so. Disappointing. Um, Honestly, this was one that I had seen um, before years ago, but even then, this is the first time I've actually sat from beginning to end, if I'm completely honest, because... Um, all the previous times that I've seen this special, it was always in parts. Like, sometimes I would walk in right at the very end, sometimes at the middle. So, I mean, on that end, I was kind of hoping that it would improve watching it from beginning to end because that was my main thing is like, okay, you know, this apparently has grown somewhat of a cult fan base. Um, even though most people generally it's the, the worst Spongebob um, episode or movie, whatever. But I was hoping, like, okay, you know what? Maybe wa- watching it with fresh eyes, watching it from beginning to end as you're supposed to, and not just in parts, because I was, you know, dipping in and out from, you know, I, I don't know, maybe it was homework, I don't know. It's It's been over a decade. I don't remember what exactly, why I was not watching it from beginning to end like I'm supposed to. But point being that... I was hoping it would be a smarter feature than initially expected and from what I remember. But no, it's just as bad as I remember a lot of the humor, if not worse, now seeing it from beginning to end. And yeah, it's just, don't waste your time on this. I mean, you know, if you have to watch it, it is, of course, available in Paramount Plus or I'm assuming it's probably available in one of those season boxes. So, you know... If you're getting anything, you'll probably get some special stuff along with it. But yeah, on its own, definitely the worst um, thing I've I've talked about on this show, and I am not interested in revisiting this one. So yeah, I'm glad that next time around I'll be doing Sponge Out of Water. Sponge Out of Water. Now that one I truly did love upon initial um, watch. So I'm hoping I get that same excitement rewatching it, and I'm. Just, I'll be glad to get rid of this from my mind because it's such a dumb waste of time. So with that, I say thank you for listening. This has been Octavian Macias, host of I Can't Believe It's Not the Mouse. Again, thank you for listening, and I hope to see you next time. Well, kids, I'm a little busy right now, but...
Thank you for coming on and listening to me today. If you enjoyed it, you can always subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can follow my podcast. It's on Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And if you want to support me even more, there's always the option of Patreon. Patreon is a great way to support artists. And with that, you can always put in a dollar or even more. It's all up to you. All just to help produce the show and other things I may do. Thank you again, and I hope to see you in the coming future.